Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Thursday, the 22nd of February at 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. On tonight's show, we're going to catch up on the Upland market floors. We'll check in on the neighbourhood ratings for February and we'll go over the announcement about private transportation and tomorrow morning's MV motorcar sale. And of course, there's this weekend's first ever exclusive ornament shop owner's sale. Main topic for not for tonight is going to be a very self-indulgent rant addressing the rumour that I'm cashing out of Upland, if you can believe that. If that kind of stomach-churning ego explosion isn't something that interests you, well, you might want to skip this week's show, and we'll see you next week. To wind down and away from all of that sickening bollocks, we've got a quips about potential bull runs, and we'll take a look at another Upland community member spotlight, care of the Dynamic Node Builders team. All that and more on this, the Upland Down Under podcast. Now, um, not on Zoom this week. I've had all sorts of drama, as you might have seen and heard with Zoom the last couple of weeks. I couldn't get it to work the other night for one of the other podcasts, and I just cracked it. And I have kind of semi-reluctantly moved over to StreamYard. Don't have a single clue what I'm doing on StreamYard. StreamYard, so it's all liable to crash and burn tonight. We'll see how we go. Anyhow, now i got to make sure I don't press the big leave studio button, which is sitting right in front of me instead of the share screen. Let's see. Uh, it should bring up an ad. All right. So um, we're very lucky. Uh, this week and next week shows are brought to you by an awesome supporter of the show, Kushel089, and his map asset metaventure called Rustic Arts, which is situated at 7754 Jellico Avenue in Los Angeles. Um, he's got a bit of a blurb. Step into Rustic Arts for your haven of map assets where each piece is created with passion, weaving a personal touch into the virtual realm. Jump on over to 7754 Jellico Ave in Los Angeles and uncover the artistry that transforms spaces. Your journey begins there where maps and memories intertwine in a uniquely personal metaverse, metaverse showcase. And on tonight's show and next week's show, we'll be giving away four of his very awesome-looking Rustic Wells. Once again, that's Rustic Arts Map Assets, which you can visit at 7754 Jellico Avenue in Los Angeles. Now, if you're wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this podcast, I dropped the link to the live podcast in the NBA server Thursday nights at about 6.45 p.m. AEST. You notice I didn't say Zoom there. Zoom can flog off. Anyhow, let's get into the breaking badly news and take a look at what's currently happening in the Upland market floor stats. I've got to switch over there. Now, I believe this is going to show pretty teeny tiny here, so I don't know if you can see that clearly or not, but we'll run with it. Here we look at Yeah, might be okay. So let me have a look myself. So what do we got? What do we got? 90-day averages uh, down 0.5% on both the trading volume and the transaction volume. Unique active wallets down 1%. Still floating around 52,000. Got an extra graphic to have a look at that when we get done with here. And total unminted properties, we had a bit over 1,900 minutes through the week, um, 289,000 and change sitting there ready to be gobbled up. City markets. Now, Swaley, you said you had all sorts of trouble trying to get these um, market stats this week. There's just, what is there, jailed properties, glitched ones, all sorts of drama. There seemed to be a lot of activity too. So anything that wasn't jailed, there's a lot of movement. So even, I think Arlington, even by the time I'd done the screen dump and checked the price, it had already changed. Just a lot of yes. movement, yeah, which is, I guess, a good sign. 
Absolutely, a bit of action there. And, yeah, you can see that we've patched in Stockton and Trenton for this week. Um, no figure from last week, of course, because I didn't capture that data. Well, what have we got? Arlington, Dion on both the UPX and USD. A bit happening in Bakersfield, up 14.3% on the USD. was 350 up to $4. Um, down almost 10% on both the UPX and USD for Berlin. Birmingham, whoa. Down 15.3% on the UPX and up a whopping 32% on the USD. Was at $3 floor. Now pushing for $4. Bit all over the place everywhere else. So I'm going to skip all that. London up on the USD. Was $6, now $7. Miami up on both the UPX and the USD. Um, what are we looking at there? That's pretty healthy. Nashville getting flogged on the USD price. I'm glad I sold it there. Just recently, so it was three dollars eighty nine last week. Smash at the floor on three dollars this week. Oakland on the flip side was three dollars twenty last week, up almost nineteen percent to three eighty this week. Yada yada yada. Santa Clara also down on the USD, down fourteen point six percent. Was eighteen dollars fifty now under sixteen. And what's old Tokyo doing? Tokyo ten percent up on the UPX and twenty three point six percent up on the USD. Was fourteen thousand now fifteen thousand four hundred ninety and when it was five dollars fifty now six dollars eighty Stockton and Trenton six thousand five hundred for Stockton and just under four dollars and six thousand two hundred sixty nine for Trenton and three dollars thirty eight floor markups um, Fresno still in the green one hundred and twenty percent LaSalle that's a outlier we kind of ignore that one Rutherford. Still up 163%. Interestingly, Stockton and Trenton both up. Stockton 112% on the floor markup in percentage and 126 for Trenton. Everywhere where else? Where's Chicago at? That's where I'm focused on at the moment. Yeah, 37. If you snapshotted that at 37, that means the 18 sales I listed when I got home at 4 o'clock this afternoon have all been gobbled up. Thank you very much for that. Um, London, 33%, lot, lot in the 30s, which I'm going to make mention of that when I address the whole Ben 68's cashing out thing a bit later on. Now, I'd look, what did I say? We're going to have a look at unique active wallets. So I did. This is, um, if you weren't aware, you can go over to DAP Radar. It has lots of different chain activity there. We're looking here at Upland historical activity. Uh, we're looking at the all data. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can dive into here. Um, you know, unique active wallets and whatnot. But just going to point out here that we have been in a very long kind of stagnant period. Um, if I go to the one yearly instead of the all, yeah, it's pretty pretty choppy. Just you know, up a up a week here, down a week there. But for last year, it's just chopped off in the same kind of range. Um, Hoping to see, which kind of in line with our quips a bit later on and everything that Upland's got related to Sparklet and this, that, and the other thing coming out. We want to see some of these bigger spikes um, kick back in, of course, and then would love to see sustained activity above the consistent, you know, what are we, daily averages, 20,000 or something like that. So interesting to see. I don't know. Anything you got to say on any of that sort of stuff, Swally? How you, where you at with market data and whatnot? No, I agree. I mean, Upland's a crypto game. We're in a crypto bear market. It's starting to come out of it, but this will be a lagging effect. It's not until people make money in crypto they'll come across. So I can expect the next 12 months it'll slowly start to grow. That's what I'm hoping anyway. 
Just on the new platform, you've got Buleman and LeBan also in chat now, but they can't see us. Are you able to add them to the show like me? or? Um, I should be able to if I press that, Buleman. And got devices not connected on LeBan. says they will need to connect their mic and cam before you can add them to the stream. So weird that they can't see. Like I said, it's... It's going to be a bit of a cluster F here for a while until we get sorted out. I'm assuming Buleman has got it now. Oh, yes, yes. Now it's working. Hey. It's, it's, it's a bit a bit disappointing that I can't see who is in the chat and in the stream, like on Zoom, um, even if yes. they don't have their mic connected and they don't want to talk, but you can see it's online. I only know LeBan and uh, Brave and Swiss are there because they are writing, but uh, maybe there are hundreds of others uh, following this uh, round, but... <laughs> Thousands, perhaps. Thousands. Thousands. Millions, millions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all right. Well, thank you for bearing with me. I just absolutely sicked to death of Zoom the last week and a half, so we'll play around here and see how we go. All right, let's move on and have a look at the neighborhood ratings. Um, because I've got a brand new spanky laptop, I can kind of do this live now. I don't have to take screenshots of that, and it's going to probably hold up. We'll see how we go. Oh, no, and I say that, I talked it all up, and it's not there. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. No? All right, well, I did have a look before, and it was uh, Mercer Banner was still out in front, and, of course, I press refresh just as it pop, pops up. Most amount are still out in front, leading midtown terrorists. Um, I was a bit surprised, actually, personally surprised that I haven't seen Quailwood try, try and take a bit of a jump there. Um, now it's completely glitched here. All right, here we go. So, Mercer Manor, yeah, well and truly out in front of midtown terrorists. Quailwood's close enough to take a punt. Um, February being a shorter month, as I said last week, maybe they're just holding off, take a run at March. And then Greenwich Village, that one's been kicking along for a while. The um, Manhattan crew. And a whole bunch after that, so I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to put your money on Merced Manor at this stage. Um, I can't see anybody having a realistic shot knocking them off the top spot. Wait and see. All right, I'm going to jump out of there and go back to the notes and make sure I didn't forget anything. February, oh yes. Um, big news this morning, of course. When I woke up and saw the announcement, I said uh, last night in the NBA server when I was talking about the changes we we're going to make to you know this stream moving from Zoom to StreamYard. I said, oh, you know, I gave a bit of a sneak peek at what the main topic was, and I said, oh, that's if there's no other big news. But then, of course, we immediately got what I guess it's, would be considered as fairly big news, wouldn't it? It's pretty interesting. Car sale seemed kind of cool. I don't know. Did you see that announcement, Swally? Did you get excited? Bill, man, what, what do you think? I did see them. I did not get excited. I don't have either a showroom for a cars or block, uh, structural ornaments. So secondary market it is, but I'm sure I'm going to be paying a pretty penny. Yep. Bill, man? <laughs> Milking the cow. <laughs> Uh, because uh, yes. yeah, okay. They they need to keep the lights on, as you said uh, um, in the other podcasts in the uh, past. But hmm, fifteen dollars for one ornament. Okay, you got you pay forty five and get three. So I say fifty dollars for one. You don't know which you get. Um, so I think 
we may pay 25k apex after so this this uh, is my opinion for for one ornament and oh, that's that's much and uh, even we have uh, three weeks to decorate our homes to get the maximum gamified uh, apex yield rewards so that's uh yeah Riding the FOMO dragon, huh? <laughs> yes. yeah, I, I need to buy one because uh, I need to apply it uh, as soon as possible to, to get it uh, three weeks on it uh, until the 15th of March. So, yep. oh. absolutely. And it gives you a day or two spare, doesn't it? Yeah, not much. Yep. Yeah. You're gonna gonna have to find out and do it quick. Yes. All right. That there's some extra details of course with it it wasn't just you know that cut and dry so we can <laughs> check that out yeah so what have we got mb motor sale at 3 a.m tomorrow morning our time i believe um yeah the actual car sale part i don't have a car show neither so that didn't really interest me um i've got way more cars than i need i've actually been thinking about selling them except when i had a look at the market before it was she's pretty suppressed the old market so maybe it's this kind of information that's going to kick things off with the market so that can only be good news at least on a personal front have to wait and see but it's interesting here they're talking at long last about the introduction of private transportation the upcoming feature is set to revolutionize traveling upland they're picking it up offering unparalleled freedom and convenience to our players and what better way to prepare for this groundbreaking update than to sell us some stuff so private transportation is an eagerly awaited feature soon to make its debut soon. Keep that in mind later on when we do the uh, weekly challenge. This addition will allow vehicle owners to seamlessly travel between cities at their leisure. All right, I don't know how you're going to get from San Francisco to Tokyo in your car at your leisure, but all right. Um, hey, big so car, many, big car with many air in it. <laughs> Yeah, with the special premium premium air, yes. yes. <laughs> Bypassing the need for public transportation options such as buses, trains, and planes. Interesting one that. Initially, private transportation will enable intercity travel only, granting you the liberty to explore uplands, expanding the universe like never before. Right up. Now, this is this is what um, caught my attention. Moreover, this feature paves the way for the introduction of cities and towns accessible only by car. This update marks the beginning of more to come on private transportation, highlighting its crucial role in reaching your upland journey. More details provided soon, yada, yada, yada. So basically what that says to me, um, if you're somebody who wants to get involved in all of the new city releases, and it does say towns there too, which is interesting, um, if you do not have a car, you may just want to get yourself over and have a look at the secondary marks and snabble one up lickety split before prices start to balloon. Not financial advice, of course, do your own research, but don't cry foul in a month or two's time when we've, when we've got a little town releasing that's car only and you don't have a car. And the secondary prices are ballistic because no doubt you would have had plenty of time. So, yes, um, I guess there's not much to dive into really here. If you're a car shop owner, this might interest you. 225 US dollars. Oh, that's that's plenty of money. A hundred bundles of those. Um, be interesting to see how quick they go. Yes. 
not much more to say on that myself personally, other than, yeah, if you do want to get involved in one of those new city releases, don't wait around, um, start making moves now or, you know, trades. There's plenty of ways you can go about it. Oh, look at that. TB and Elslack are up at all hours. Welcome aboard. Sorry, it's a bit of a cluster flog here. Just write that down. And you guys are... I'll just add you as well. I'm learning on the fly here, so I will add you. If you've got anything to say at any stage, just butt in and jump in and have you say. That's I like to get that that kind of style rolling, which is kind of why I miss Zoom. I like the free flow nature of that. I'm hoping we can kind of make that a bit like this here. Speaking of which, anybody anybody got anything else to say about the MB car sale before we move on? Going once, going twice. All right, gone schemes. Now, let me go back. I should have stuck on that. I I'm, I'm swear to God I'm going to press that big Leave Studio button at some stage. That's definitely going to happen. And, yes, what um, what Bueller men mentioned then too, Frost Ornament Bundles, uh, Upland's first ever exclusive ornament shop owner sale. Now, some of the UGC content creators were a bit murked. Uh, if you're not aware, one of the restrictions we have or we if you are a UGC uh, ornament, structure ornament creator yourself, one of the rules is you're not allowed to cover the full building. You can't cover certain aspects of it. Of course, Upland can do whatever the hell they want and they can cover the door and yada, yada, yada. So there's a few people getting frustrated about that. But yes, all in all, these look pretty cool, I think. They look nice. This exclusive sale marks the introduction of new frost season ornaments. Yeah, if you do want to get involved in this as part of the boost your Upex dividends, you're going to have to be quick. What does it say here? Oh, I didn't even see this bit. Unique structure ornament. We're thrilled to break new ground with the introduction of our first ever unique structure ornaments exclusively designed for the distinctive Tokyo townhouse and small townhouse. Cool. This marks the first time such ornaments have been created and we eagerly anticipate expanding our collection with more unique ornaments for other special structures. Okay, that's pretty cool. Bundle sale, unique mix of three NFTs, as Billerman outlined, key dates and prices, $45 per bundle. Yeah, that's pretty hexy, $770 available. Starts at 3 a.m. PT on Sunday morning. I had a bit of a whinge about that, as I will always do in Upland General. I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice to take part in this, but come on, Upland, for Christ's sakes, mix it up a bit, please, for people. Although with this one as some people pointed out in reply to my post um there's probably going to be some of these left hanging around but yeah come on 3 a.m on a sunday morning fair suck of the sab as we say over here i don't know thoughts opinions on that stoked you man kind of already had his say what do you think i i like it i like the um moving towards the limited structure or sorry unique structure ornaments i don't know we're getting yeah. confused with this unique word these days apparently it's not unique at all but um yeah. thinking like because yeah. obviously a lot of people went overly impressed with the um the design of the tokyo one so maybe it's a way to improve the look of it like i kind of like it i don't know if i'm gonna race out and get one but yeah yeah i, I agree that it kind of pimps it out almost for lack of a better term makes it look a bit cooler yeah and it makes it unique oh. in itself doesn't it so unique times yes. too 
Yes. All right. And what did we think? I forgot to put that in the show notes, but it just this kind of imagery just reminds me. What did we all think about the what is it? The week three season pass rewards, the old property cards and whatnot. Now you got the frosty images. I don't hate it. I got, I've actually equipped this one. It's the first one I've equipped out of the three weeks. It's a nice different feel to it. It's something I'm always with treasure hunting. I'm always looking at and pops up anyway. So it's a nice little change from just straight white. It doesn't yep. really justify the seven dollars still for the pass, but I do like this one out of out of the three best. I was thinking about Elslack's idea about having like the travel vouchers and stuff like that. I was mm. thinking perhaps one way to make it even better, maybe have a weekly wheel where you can spin and maybe there's a really good prize and there's like one in a hundred chance to get, but have a prizes that you spin each week and get like a voucher, like a, a like a bus travel or train travel voucher or a domestic flight voucher, international flight voucher, um, maybe a little bit of Upex or even a 0.01 spark or something like that for a weekly prize. Because that in itself, yeah. and if there was one really good prize, you might only get once every two years if it's a weekly prize and it, well, it's not even that because it's only six weeks out of eight, isn't it? Um, mm. If it's 100 to 1 and it's some really beaut prize, I don't know what it, you know, what that would be, but yeah, if you got some grand prize, you do have a chance of, but it's like one in a hundred or one in a thousand or something, you know, so there, but just to add a bit more gamified or you know, more interaction to it. That's just expanding on what Elslack was saying, but anyway, that's just my thoughts. Yes. Yeah. I thought um, the tech is good. That's what we wanted to see. You know, that, that was part of the speculation. Um, shout out to Dr. Tid last week um, in the follow-up to the, Last week's show, he did uh, give a bit of a sneak peek at that was coming up. He could see um, at the bottom of the property property card that there was an option or no, on your Explorer modification, uh, there was a little tab there or something where it kind of alluded to the fact that this was on board. Um, what was it? There were three different types. Um, you got to squint your eyes and stick your tongue out and wear different coloured underpants to see the difference between the three when you're looking at the property cards. I thought that was pretty... It was pretty boring, really. I mean, they could have jazzed it up a bit, but first first iteration, I suppose it's not too bad. Anyway, yeah, I like the aspect that we can customize the whole experience a bit. Uh, I think the next seasons will give us other property backgrounds. Um, they, it's, it's like, like everything they're going to repeat and just alter the designs a bit. Um, they will uh, give to us. But um, on the other side, it's another graphic my PC or my mobile phone needs to load when I do something in Upland. And um, yes. if you are located in, uh, in, in Germany, some sort of Stone Age digital <laughs> country uh, where you have to pay for hundreds of megabytes of uh, data transfer plans on your mobile phone uh, because all these uh, flats... Uh, aren't evolved here uh, so much more, uh, but um, yep. it's all generating traffic, all slowing down, and no chance to deactivate it. Um, while I'm on PC, okay, I can use a, a proxy software or something to just say, hey, don't load anything with .png at the end. <laughs> then uh, upload uh, upland is uh, pretty fast, but uh, pretty ugly. <laughs> um, but meh. Yeah, let's see where the development goes with uh, yeah it's a good point all yeah, this groundbreaking new inventions they deliver to us in the last weeks <laughs> <laughs> what, 
Would that not be part of the enhanced graphics that you can filter off? So I want to check that. Yeah, yeah I, have, I haven't thought about it, but yeah, just yeah. as Billerman was talking, I was just thinking about that enhanced yeah. graphics. I can't work out what the difference is with it anyway. But okay. <laughs> to be to be honest, I, I never discovered an, a difference if yeah. enhanced graphics are on or off. <laughs> Maybe this is the first use case for this uh, switch. <laughs> Well, it came to mind when you were talking, so that's what I thought. But mm-hmm. check it out. All right, that's all I've got. Really, at least in my notes for general upland stuff. Is there anything else that stuck out to you during the week? Any comings and goings? Oh, we had the first people getting the um, unique structure badge. I don't know how many people got oh, it, but that was talked about. Fingerprint one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get it. Yeah. I think I did a quick count, and I think I was up to 25, somewhere around there. So I'll get it, but I won't race out and get it. I'll just get it in time when I just build my natural stuff. Yes, as, as, as talked last week, I, I wrote uh, a, a bit mailing with the support to get some uh, details about all this stuff they're doing on the back end uh, to determine if you get this badge or not. Uh, you can buy a building you need only to have a structure 30 different structure types in your asset lists um, at the time of the snapshot though i think there we will see um, many uh, swaps like with the collections uh, in the in the past to just get this badge and then hey here you get your large factory four back (laughs) or something Mm -hmm. like this so yeah let's let's see i i I think it it would be better if they say, "Hey, you need to build thirty different structures." That that's then then the batch would be some some outstanding one, not these. Uh, hey, you just need to uh, shuffle a bit the properties from 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 player to player to get this batch. So you have to do something for it and not just pay for it. You know, it's gonna open the up avenue up for more scammers to have a party too with all those kind of swappings and things so just be careful if you are doing that don't get wrecked all right speaking of not getting wrecked uh, i guess this is the point where you might want to block your ears while i go on a wild rant so we did have through the week there was a bit of stuff kicking off in the portage park server and then it merged on over to the what is it the upland daily server Basically, there's some insinuation that I am cashing out. Um, I've quit the game. I'm rage quitting. I'm out of here. So is there any truth to that rumor? Well, I can't exactly say it's not true, but it's definitely not true at the same time. So I was trying to think about how can I go about explaining this? And what I came up with is to have a look at exactly what's happening with my account because the data don't lie so thank you very much apex land we can check that out live so assuming that's come up yes it has so this is my account here my current net worth is 115 million apex that's down from i think i topped out at about 154 something like that I'm currently sitting at 1389 properties that's down from almost 7000 properties yield that's not very accurate my yield is i believe last time i checked it was one million eight hundred thousand and change so that's dropped down from over the two million just recently of course because i've just been selling like crazy um 
yes, I have been selling like crazy. Does that mean I'm cashing out? No, it does not mean that at all. If you look at my progress chart, we'll get rid of the upsquared. We'll get rid of the spark. We'll just first off check the number of properties. Um, yeah, what do we got? I got up to 6,672, something like that. And so that's October 2022. I think that's what that says. Yeah. So ever since October 2022, I decided uh, this is way too many properties to handle. It's um, it's just kind of getting a bit ridiculous. I won't lie, there has been some aspects where, I, you know, I've been extremely disappointed that I'm in my fifth year of playing this property game, trading game, and there's no property management tools. So that was a little bit of my thinking there too. But as you can see, this is not the chart of a rage quitting cashing out person. You know, I kind of plotted along selling slowly, selling slowly for the last year and a half. And it's only been since, you know, the start of this year that I've really taken a focused effort to really drop my property count. So I've gone in the last month, say, I've gone from 3,000 properties down to where I am now at you know, 1,500, whatever I said it was. Um, it's lower than that. So I don't know. So yeah, that is not the chart of somebody who is cashing out. And that's, you know, the biggest thing that I have done as part of this whole pullback with my account is I haven't destroyed my account in the process of downgrading how many properties I own. So if we go back to mint net worth and property net worth, and I jank out of that. What is that? Did I click on it? Oh, there we go. So yeah, it's... My property's net worth, I spoke about this when I was speaking to Elslack. There's a massive decline there from in my property's net worth graph down getting closer and closer to my mint net worth graph. All that is is I'm selling out of a lot of properties that I had that were inflated as uh, UPX burners, basically. So what you're seeing there is the 30 to 40 million UPEX I spent on Midtown Terrace um just dissolving back into thin air so that's what that is my mint net worth hasn't really changed that much like in that whole period from you know way back in 2021 when i first become a ce it's gradually went up to you know 100 million net worth and then it's gone under a bit here and there up and down a bit there and it's only in that last month or so that it has dipped again so yeah, this is not the graph of somebody who is cashing out. Um, I can show you the graph of somebody who I know has cashed out, and that's a you know a bit of a a look into what their data looks like. Now, I'm special shout out to Green Turtle who through the week I was trying to remember this player's name, and I just couldn't for the life of me remember his name. So I reached out to Green Turtle, um, somebody who's been around for a long time, and I said, "Oh, do you remember that guy who?" His name is Dragon something or Goat, uh, sorry, or something Dragon. And Green Turtle remembered it straight away, Dragon Goat. So not putting him on blast. Um, he was a very cool guy, very popular community member back in the day. I had a lot to deal with him back in the day, but he did make the decision to cash out. So what am I talking about? What does that actually look like? Well, if you look at the graph there, we'll get rid of up squared and Spark. Um, if we go back to number of properties, um, if you're listening on Spotify, so very kind of linear uh, number of properties goes up. You're not sharing, Ben. A bit... Oh, I'm not sharing. Thank you. 
thank you for that. I did tell Swali to smack me if I did that. It must be this one. There we go, we got it now. No, that's mine. So I'll jump on over. No, hang on. I've totally screwed that up. No, that's still mine. Let's do that. There we go. Yes. I'm assuming that's successful. So yeah, his number of properties goes pretty plateaued up to about 1,700 and then just demolishes down to like 100 and something. Then you had a bit of a blip and then just flatline after that. That is a clear cash out. What does that look like in relation to mint net worth? Well, it follows um, the very similar trend. So, you know, mint net worth goes up, crashes down, and then just flat out. That's a cash out. What I'm doing is not a cash out at all. Um, I should be back to my account now. Yeah. So that, that was one of the things. Am I cashing out? No. Am I pulling cash out of the game? Hell yes, I am. As part of downsizing my account, as I said, I had almost 7,000 properties. I've sold just a crap ton of those for USD. Um, you know, massive shout out to Upland. Everything I put into Upland, you know, I did not invest more than I was willing to lose. I never, ever expected to make any money out of this thing, but I have been able to pull out what is for my family significant money and speaking of which i'm set to pull out as an example um tomorrow which is the end of the working week for me here i will pull out three times my weekly wage from upland and that's all of the usd sales that i've had just this week so um the market's in upland there's there's plenty there's plenty of demand there for properties if you are a seller but it's a pretty cutthroat game so another one of the kind of things that come up come up was oh Ben's just destroying the Chicago market and it's not fair you blah 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 why am I focusing on Chicago well if you look at my city chart I mean does that make it obvious now aside from San Francisco where I've got 360 properties the vast majority of which are mid-town terrace look how many I've got in Chicago that's 737 left I did have at some stage um some stupid number like 4,000 or something so why am I focusing on Chicago because that's that's all I've got to sell. I've sold all of my trash out of all of the other cities um, down to the nuts and bolts in Chicago. So that's what that's about. Um, now I will click on, I'll click out of that too. I assume this kicks over. Uh, there was some, you know, there's some back and forth about uh, if I list a property, then Ben's just going to list 10 properties underneath me in the markup. Yeah, I will. That's that's called playing the game. Um, I'm aggressively selling, and I didn't create the floor markup in Chicago. Okay, This wasn't me, but these are the hands, these are the cards I've been dealt with, and this is what I've got to play with. So if I come over, we're looking here, uh, the... The markup percentage here is 37% in Chicago. I had no part whatsoever in establishing this floor. This is what the market has determined as the firm fair market value, as Upland always says, for prices in Upland. If I see 37%, I've got, at, at the, the time when I started, I've got 4,000 properties to sell. I'm not going to list those properties at 40%, am I? I'd be freaking stupid to do so. I could list them at 37%, but if I want quick sales, which I do, I'm going to list them at 35%. And I'm going to stagger that down to 
which has been a lot of fun to, for me to play around with, I've found that if I can get down to the 32% mark, I get instantaneous sales, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Am I tickling the bots? I believe I am. Do I have any concrete proof of that? Uh, no, but, you know, that's what it feels like. If Because this is at any time of the night or day, I, I'll list a property at 32% markup and it gets bought instantly. And... Uh, there's been a couple of nights where I've sat there for 30 minutes and just listed them one after the other after the other, selling like 40, 50 properties until the point where I got sick of it. Um, so, yeah, there's something definitely going on there. So, yes, I will list some and see exactly what I did this afternoon. I think I listed 10 at 35%, a couple at 34%, a few at 33%. And as you can see by the market, they've all been purchased within the last three hours. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's... That tactic where you kind of staggering your sale prices, that's pretty commonly known as layering in crypto and broader markets. But layering has a negative connotations where that's kind of a nefarious technique where somebody who has essentially they want to buy stocks lower than what they're than what the market price is. So they will deliberately drop the floor. And then once other people start listing at that lower floor floor price, then they'll buy them up at the cheap price. Um, I'm layering my markup percentages, yes, but I ain't buying them. I'm just letting the floor gobble them up um, because it doesn't make much sense to me to just list 20 properties at 37% because somebody's just going to come along and undercut me and then I'm going to have to relist them all. I don't got the time for that. And I've got no interest in that. So, yeah, I'm willing to lose a few. You're talking cents on the dollar for some of these properties that I'm listing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Before I blab on any more, does, does anybody have any questions or comments on that? If While I get something else up. I did say it was going to be a self-indulgent uh, vomit-churning rant. Hey, Ben, it's TV. I, I sold a few of mine this week doing something not dissimilar after I won all that UPEX in the uh, in the ETH sale. And it, yep. it's interesting to see like, how, how quickly stuff gets gets snapped up, that's for sure. Yeah, it's... Maybe I can... Um, I'll see if I can share Excel, and this will show you exactly what I'm doing. Window, Excel, all right. I think this will pull it up. Uh, that's an Excel sheet that you can see now, I would assume. All right, so what have we got here? This is my Excel sheets. Um, I have two pages here, HODL and SELL. So as you can see in the cities, I'm stripped down to the bare essentials in most cities. I've sold out of everything pretty much except for collection properties or um, MetaVenture properties. So nothing in Arlington, Hudley, Bakersfield, Berlin, Birmingham, yada, yada, yada. It's all stripped right right back down until you get to, you know, places like um, San Francisco. Of course, all my mid-town terraces going to hang on to them till I'm dead. And I've also got a full block in Portage Park that I'm not going to let go of. So those are all my HODL properties. So I'm hoping to get my account down. What's that? 718. So if I can get my account down to 750 properties, that's going to be my ultimate target. And that'd be a mint value of a bit over 80 million UPX. So that's that's kind of my goal. That's what I'm hoping to achieve. Um, on the sell front, uh, I can scroll down. I've currently got another 639 properties 
there are about 630 properties and all of these are Chicago. So why am I just absolutely dominating the market floor in Chicago? <laughs> because I've got a shit ton of properties to sell there still. Five, what's that? Five million worth. So yeah, basically all I do, I've, I've got a, it's kind of a, like a little um, computer model here where, what have I got? I've got a very big property here in Portage Park, currently at 55% of mint there. That's a massive one, can fit a factory and whatnot. A bit of a plug there. Um, I've tried to sell it internally within the Portage Park team, no takers yet. So that's still there. I've been dropping that about 5% per day. I think I started off at 95%. So if you're interested in that, that's sitting there. I've also got a big one in, in Manhattan. Other than that, it's all Chicago. Um, there's a few Portage Parks in the mix. There's a few every now and then you'll see a Logan Square one, which is a collection. And then, yeah, I just, if I sit down in the afternoon and I see that the floor's 37%, well, I'll just sell a few at 35%, or if the floor's 35%, I'll just patch in 33 and it adjusts from there. Um, as you can see, I kind of, as part of um, me selling out, it's it's always easier to sell the cheaper properties. So I went on the flip side of that and I sold out of all of my larger properties first. So now I'm playing around with the tail end. Um, Based on this percentage, I've just got these ranked in mint price. So what can we see here? I've still got, where do we get to $3? So I've probably only got about another 100 or so properties that I can sell for the minimum of $3. After that, it's a real no man's land because the, the UPX floor in Chicago is actually, it's interesting, um, there's a few players that have been buying up my USD sales in Chicago. And then of course it makes perfect sense that they want to flip those for UPX. So they've actually dropped the floor to under 6,000 now. So I've kind of priced myself out of being able to flip on the UPX floor. Um, previously when I had those many other hundreds of properties, um, you know, that were in the, the lower price range, anything that I had between, you know, 3,000 mint, 4,000, I just flipped those at the floor as well too. But yeah, so I've got a whole bunch of properties that are here in kind of no man's land. I can't sell them for USD because it's below the $3 amount and unless I put it up at a high markup percentage, but they're not going to sell. So I can't sell them for USD and I can't sell them at the UPX floor because the UPX floor has dropped out of range. So um, I've been selling a lot within Portage Park, just listing them at the mint price basically or just over. So these ones here that are 6192 well, I'll probably list that for 6,268. So that's probably what these four or 500 properties are all destined to do unless something else goes on with the markets. Um, yeah. So that that is what it is. Am I cashing out? No. Am I going anywhere? No. Um, am I drastically and aggressively downsizing my account? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've kind of maybe poorly explained my reasons for that. Uh, if you want a bit more information on that, uh, which I'll talk about a bit later on too, check out the, the chat I had with Slack. I went into a few more details there about that. So yeah, unfortunately, as much as there's a few people in the community that love to see the back end of me disappearing on sunset, well, suck it. I ain't going nowhere. So I'm really sad at that. So if you manage to get yourself through that, um, like I said, self-indulgent rant good on you so yes i mean yeah i, I kind of laughed when when i saw the, the comment was oh that's a cash out 
um, yeah, have a look at the data, mate. The data don't lie. The graph tells the story. So yeah, I'm not I'm not cashing out. What I'm essentially doing is selling all of my in air quotes trash properties. I'm hoarding a bunch of upex. I think my account at the moment's over seven million UPX. Um, the vast majority on that I'll spend in the next city release if there's collections available after collection reveal. I'll buy some juicy properties there, some big ones that uh, gets my dividend rate back up. I'll reserve a certain percentage of that to mint in UPEX and sell for USD, whatever the floor is, and go from there. Um, and then, of course, yeah, pulling out um, some fairly big USD amounts to help the family out at home and whatnot. So, yeah, that is what it is. Um, if you have any questions about wanting to do that sort of system yourself, I know there's a lot of people that have been talking about making a similar thing. Yeah, sling me a DM or have a chat. Um, there's probably a few. Well, I learned a lot of lessons along the last year and a bit that I've been doing it. So I'm open to help if I can. TB, it looks like you've got something to say. Yeah, I was just interested, um, <clears throat> me not being a math genius, but let's uh, looking at the flip side of this for people who are doing the buying rather than the selling. If you're selling a property at 30% markup, but you're still getting, let's call it 15% for easy math on, on, the, um, uh, on the dividend, does that mean you're essentially getting yourself a 50% dividend if you buy a 30% markup property or is the math slightly different? Well, it's, it's pretty much that. You, you're at a massive advantage. If you're somebody that can you know, can take advantage of that USD in system. Yeah, you. It's it's better than any collection that's out there buying buying for thirty percent. There's there's just nothing like it. So, yeah, yeah, and there's there's collection properties going for those prices in some places as well. Especially for for newer players who are looking to put in a bit of USD. There's definitely some you know some of the the easier collections are there to grab for sure. Yeah, I've sold dozens upon dozens of collections there were several collections in chicago where i had like 20 30 properties that i minted as part of the first wave because remember when chicago first released i spent i don't know how many like 14 million upex or something just gobbling up all the between 2000 upx to six seven thousand i just went crazy gobbling it all up so yeah i had you know a hundred or more collection properties that i just flipped at the, the floor prices so Definitely some bargains out there. And then, yeah, if you're somebody that has the patience to sit on that and then flip that for Upex, there's plenty of people that play play that game and do fairly well out of it. So, yep. Yes. Definitely some bargains to be had out there if you can take advantage of that. Oh, and that's, that's the other thing too. Like I said, um, I showed my HODL card. I haven't really had a good look through those. Um, there is... There's probably a dozen collections worth that are in that mix that I've just kind of anything that I don't want to sell. I just listed for 68 million upex, so I know that that's not something I should sell. I, I am going to go through that because there's some collections I've got there where the dividends are like 50 upex a month or 100 upex a month. That's not really worth me hanging on to. I'd rather jack those out of there, get my numbers down, and you know make those numbers up again with a, a singular bigger property a bit further down the line post collection reveal. So. Only enough of that. But end of the day, am I cashing out? No, that's simple as that. Can't make it any simpler than that. All right, what have you been up to? Quips time. This week, we've got a quips from a brand new quipser and fellow Aussie, uh, Huang, Hu, Hu Yang, sorry, who asks, Hi Ben, 
do you think this is the start of the bull run in the crypto metaverse web three and when do you think we will see the peak thanks Ooh, big question that one is it the start of the bull run well there's definitely as i covered with the block where the beat podcast a couple of nights ago there's definitely a lot of stuff happening i'm just looking at bitcoin price now bitcoin fifty-one thousand nine hundred. Uh, market cap just under two trillion, which is very interesting to see. Maybe I can, maybe I can bring that chart up. Let me see if I can share screen on that one. Share screen. Share. Hey, what do you know? I'm starting to get the hang of this thing after all. So done with that market cap. Oh yeah. So the market cap at the peak of the last big bull run was two point. Eight six, um, you know, and we're kind of that graph is definitely heading that way. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that where we go up over two and then we drop down for a, a bounce back. Um, I'm not much of a chart analyst myself. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast or other versions of this sort of podcast format for a while, you know that my dollar cost averaging target is the one trillion mark. Whenever we're below one trillion, then I just that's when I kick off my dollar cost averaging for my bag targets. Whenever we're over it, I sit and wait. Um, I'm hoping it's the bull run, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm done. I gave away chasing those kind of things several years ago, so I don't know. I I would think so, but who knows. Um, as I think we've talked about previously, what we seem to see is that if there is a bull run in the crypto markets, that tends to bleed over into NFTs, other Web3 stuff. We've seen it in Upland before. Um, yeah, hope so. It'd be nice if that all timed in with the release of Sparklet and all of that. But maybe, who knows? It might be um, might be a perfect combination. Um, so yeah, again, none of this is financial advice, of course. Uh, but thank you very much. Now, I just cannot say this name for the life of me. Hugh Yang, sorry about that. Um, for sending through the quips, uh, that's the last of the active quips that I have too, by the way. So if you get a quips in, which means questions, insights, provocations, or statements that we can dive into on the podcast, there's a link to the quips Google form in the description. If you drop one in and you add your in-game name and your submission, and we use it on the show, you win yourself some kind of prize. Hint, hint, this week and next week, those prizes are going to be boosted out by our sponsor. So speaking of which, cheers for your one this week. Um, Hugh Yang, you've won yourself 10,000 UPX after fees from me and a very awesome well map asset from Kushel089 and his MetaVenture Rustic Arts. Remember, of course, yes, if you do submit equips and you want to claim a prize such as that for doing so, you have to include your in-game name in your submission. If you forget when you press submit, it's easy to do. Just follow it up with another quick one and say, hey, that was from me, yada, yada, yada. All right, moving on to the dynamic node builders, getting to know community members. Uh, me sent through the card this week. Thank you for that. In this week's getting to know community members segment, care of Mesmi, as I said, and the other members of the Dynamic Node Builders. They're featuring Brady Central. Now, Brady Central has been an active Upland community member for almost as long as I have. Uh, for a bit of extra context, before we take a look at his responses to the DMB questionnaire, Brady Central is currently an executive with a net worth a bit over 77.5 million UPX. 
grinding his way to chief executive status. He's got 1,548 properties and almost 23 spark. His home residence is in the OG City, San Francisco, in the Diamond Heights neighbourhood, which is an awesome spot directly to the south of Midtown Terrace. I've got a MetaVenture there. Diamond Heights is a really good spot. Um, very well built out. Looks really great. Let's check out his DMB interview responses. Now, I did have a bit of a back and forth with Mesme this morning. I was like, what are these people that are answering these questions? Why are they going to be so cryptic with the answers? And then she reminded me that that's actually part of the deal. Like, you're supposed to say, give the answer without giving the answer. So I was like, oh, duh. I had to apologize for being a... You're not sharing... A dog oh, shit brain. <laughs> there we go. So, yes, Bray Central, Uplander since August 2020. So just a smidge after me. So he's been, been around for quite a while. Been to Vegas, yes, many times. If you could start a charity, what would it be? Assist injured vets. One thing you would never do again, get married. Ouch. Famous fact about where you live, almonds. Famous person you know the most about, Mickey Mantle, pet peeve, loud chewers, bucket list, skydive, occupation, bring power to the people. That's the one I said to Missy. What doesn't he just say? He's an electrician. But, yeah, that's part of the whole deal. And three Uplanders you chat with regularly. Oh, these bloody names. Two Shazing, Unspoken B, and Mumling. Mling. So, yes, good on you, Brady Central. Um, let's go back here. So, yeah, if you'd like to get yourself involved in that or you know somebody who you're interested in learning a bit more about then send Mesme or any of the other dynamic node build members a dm or better yet click the link to the dmb discord server which is in the description say good day and tell them the upland down under podcast sent you and i'm sure Mesme and the team will look after you uh, just as we're wrapping up a little bit of mve news for once we don't really do this very often um let me just go back to share screen again. Share. All right. So if you didn't catch it over the weekend, I sat down for a chat with L Slack for the Metaverse and Beyond series. Um, yeah, if you didn't check it out yet, you probably should. L Slack is also an Upland content creator via his, via his YouTube channel, the Volga Uplander. And although our Upland experience and journeys to date are quite different, L Slack and I share an interesting variety of traits and interests. One of which, which you can probably tell by his um, YouTube name, is enjoying speaking our minds freely and having a natural inclination to incorporate lots of four-letter words into our dialogue. He puts uh, a variety of content up, uh, which Elslack and I dove into. Of course, we chatted about a whole bunch of stuff, including his journey into Upland, what he's passionate about in the game, uh, some of his related frustrations, hopes and plans for the future in the space, and, of course, some contemporary Upland events and features, yada, yada, yada. Spoke for just a touch over two hours, so it's a nice long chat. Um, we also discussed his content creation process and focus. Speaking of which, even if you haven't watched the full show yet, make sure you click the link to his YouTube channel in the description of it and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Good stuff. Give show him love. He's putting a lot of good content out there. So thank you very much, mate, for being willing to have a chat. Uh, it was fun to kick that series off again. Um, won't be doing this one this week. We got a bunch of family stuff, but hoping to do one of those. I'd like to do those, you know, fortnightly, but not putting any pressure on myself. We'll just do them when we get the chance to do so. 
Right, that moves us on to the MBA server competition wheel. Last week's challenge was to get yourself in the contest channel within the MBA server and let us know, are you a badge chase, chaser? Why or why not? Bit of a mixed bag. Some people saying, yeah, I like them. I'll just go for them if they're there. Um, a lot of, no, it doesn't really interest me. Um, yeah, I'd say pretty much a bit half and half, I'd say. So the typical prize for this was your name. What's going to roll on an entrance for a chance to win 10,000 UPX after fees? But... This week, of course, we've got that sponsorship from Kushel089 and his MetaVenture Rustic Arts. So we're going to throw in a well map asset as well for that. And, of course, you get yourself another entry into the 2024 end of year giveaway prize draws. Now, I'm assuming if I get out of there and I get out of there, I might be able to bring up the Wheel of Names. Let's hope it's still there. So thank you for those who participated. Let's see who's going to win. Bueller Man might have got it. LeBan. Explorers. Bueller Man. My gosh, you've... Woo! <laughs> luck of the Irish on your side or something going on there, mate. So that's... Retro! Retro! Well done, Bueller Man. Well done, bud. So that's 10,000 UPX from me. And the well map asset from Kishel089 and his MetaVenture. So that's last week. Um, this week's challenge, you may have guessed it from what we talked about at the start of the show. Get yourself into the contest channel of the NBA server. And the topic is cars as private transportation. What's your take on that angle? And how long do you think it'll be until we are road tripping to the first accessible only by car? city or town release and of course the biggest speculation of all which will be the first city or town have your guess have your speculation have your say nba server contest channel link in the description now because we're sponsored for this week and next week your name will roll on the list of all entrants for the chance to win 10,000 upex after fees again plus we'll throw in another well map asset from kishel 089 and his MetaVenture Rustic Arts. And, of course, that'll be yet another entry into the 2024 end-of-year prize giveaways. Now, I will, I guess I'll probably try and do some kind of extra prize draw for people that have got every single entry in for all of the weekly challenges. Um, try to remember that. I am keeping up to date with those. So we'll see how we go. So make sure you check that one out. All right, live participants wheel. I think I'm still on the wheel share, aren't I? Let me... Jump up. What do we have? We had Brabant. I'm just going to put these in quick. Brabant, Mueller Man. Let's see if we can pull off another win. Swali. Swali. Laban. Lanan. Laban. Elslack. And TB. I didn't miss anybody there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six, seven. Who did I miss? Raban, Raban, Bueller Man, Raban, L Slack, TB. Why can't I count? Oh, I've written Bueller Man down twice. Trying to get you in there twice there. All right. So this will be again. Let me make sure I got this right. All right. So this is going to be uh, the regular Samurai Aquatics Red Garden Bridge that we usually do. Plus, you guessed it, another well map asset from Kushel 089 and his MetaVenture Rustic Arts. Do you remember where that was? It was at 7754 Jellicoe Avenue in Los Angeles.
Let's see who's gonna take that one out. Can he back it up? No, Levan's got his revenge. Levan for that one. Congratulations, Levan. Alright, I think we managed to stumble and bumble our way through that one. Thank you very much for bearing with me on that. Thank you, Swally, for helping set things up before you got kicked off. And that's about all I've got for this week. Unless anybody else has anything, you got something to promote, share, spam? All good? Good. All right. Um, I do. There's been, um, I don't know if you saw it, Swally, in the comments for the last podcast, and there was a few bits and pieces of kicking around where a lot of people thanked you for that little segment you put out. I have still got that raw video that I mean to clip out. I just There's so many things that distracted me this week. I will endeavour to get that clipped out because that's pretty cool information that um, more than a few people have shown their appreciation for. So, Yeah, I think I saw LeBan's comment, which you replied to, but I haven't gone back to look at the other ones. No. Yeah, but, um, it might have been a few DMs as well. No, it, it makes it worthwhile when people actually listen and take note and, and learn something. So... If, yeah, if I ever share something, if one person at least gets it, I'm like, well, job done. Same as with yeah. the treasure chest and Spark being one in 20. I know people question that from time to time. Yep. I mean, I'm way below 20 this month, but I was way above it last month. So <laughs> still, if you compare the months together, I'm sure it's exactly 2020, one in 20. It all evens out. Yes. It does. All right. On that note, a reminder that if you're in a time zone that fits in with the Thursday night recording schedule of starting at 7 p.m. AEST and you'd like to get involved, the link to the weekly live podcast will always be dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show starts. Um, that invitation extends to any of the channel's podcast productions. So if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product service or event to promote, just like Kushal089 and his MetaVenture Rustic Arts, then send me, Ben68, a DM and or get yourself into the NBA server, which is linked in the description. And that's all we got. Let's hope everything works out for this on the back end with the recording. We'll see how we go, and we'll catch you next week. Later.